The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a Deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. You got the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Click and watch. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. And get that fan mobile app, too. My goodness, you can listen anywhere, anytime, crystal clear. And that is uh, driven by Beaver Toyota. Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next car. Visit Beaver Toyota of Coming.com and see what wow really means. I drive by there. They're close to the home. Drive by there all the time. They look pretty busy. 10 o'clock hour on the Buck Baloo Show, presented by the Haug Baron Law Group, your champions of personal injury law. Go to championshiplaw.com. So we've got a Thursday morning and a lot going on. DT in the house. DT, our engineer, our producer. What else do you do, DT? My goodness, you're a busy man. Let's get that mic working. Oh, yeah, Buck. I'm here. I'm doing it all. I'm all right. Yeah. I'm here for you. Okay. So we're going to make it happen today. Busy day. On the oh, Buck we got Lowe Finn show. coming in. He's going to be the producer today. Ooh, Hello, all right. Finn. Go. Special guest appearance from uh, one of our friends from the locker room. I'll tell you what. I love that conversation driving down in the rush hour traffic about the uh, most athletic sports athletes. Water polo, huh? Uh, that was interesting. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, that takes a lot of stamina. You're going to be good. You don't see any out-of-shape uh, water polo guys. I yeah, no that. surprise. Lear went with the baseball players. I thought it was supposed to be like... He's all in with baseball. sports, not football, baseball, basketball. We know that. Oh, was it? I didn't hear that part I think of the that conversation. Was, I think that was the point was that, yeah, it's not just... I mean, obviously, we know football players are athletic. Well, it but, started with somebody dissing on soccer. Okay, I think that's... Yeah, okay. I didn't hear that's that. That's how it got started. that's how it must have started. Okay. Yeah, I was in uh, traffic for a while this morning, so I was able to hear the whole conversation. <laughs> Enjoy the locker room coming yeah. in, always. <laughs> All right, so uh, time for the Buck Baloo Show. Let's get it started. Bucks. Big. Take. Well, the Major League Baseball winter meetings have wrapped up with Dansby Swanson still a free agent. News dropped overnight that the Padres have locked up Xander Bogarts to an 11-year, $280 million contract. So two big-timers are off the board at shortstop. Trey Turner and Xander Bogarts. Carlos Correa is available. And so is Dansby Swanson. Don't expect that to last very long with the Dodgers, the Cubs, the Cardinals, the Giants, the Red Sox, and the Braves searching for a fit at shortstop. 
Reportedly, the Braves declined Dansby Swanson's counteroffer of their $100 million original offer. Reportedly, Swanson's side countered with six years, $140 million. Which sounds like a bargain when you take a look at Trey Turner and Xander Bogart's deal. The Braves politely declined. A couple of thoughts, Braves fans. One, prepare yourself for Dansby not coming back. Two, with those big money teams still searching for a shortstop, you can count on this. Dansby is going to get paid market value. And there's your big take today. Yeah, he's going to get paid. Just not by the Bravos. Which uh, leaves us with a little bit of a hole, man, at that shortstop spot, which is obviously very important to a baseball team, the success of a baseball team. You better have a guy that can pick it out there at shortstop. And Dansby here in Atlanta is not only a quality, top-of-the-line, top-five shortstop in baseball, he's also the leader and captain of the baseball team. The Braves did pull a deal off before the winter meetings closed. So let's talk about that as we chop it up. Time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. So the Braves uh, hitting up on that bullpen. Uh, We got a little deeper with another quality arm. Good job, double-A. A trade with the Tigers going down. We bring in Joe Jimenez, 27-year-old right-hander, 6'3", 280 pounds. We gave up a couple of low-level prospects to improve the back of the bullpen. Jimenez will be paid this coming year $2.6 million. I believe as he wraps up the arbitration side of his professional career, he will become a free agent after next season, the 2023 season. So the Braves getting a bargain here. This guy can rear back and throw it. Uh, he's got a fastball that just absolutely explodes on the hitter. That's going to sit at 95-96. See a lot of bad swings on that four-seamer he's throwing up there. Then he's got the slider at 82 to 85 miles an hour. That is just a devastating Uh, sit-you-down kind of pitch. So got the uh, exploding fastball, the filthy slider. That is a nasty one-two combination for Jimenez. And also I think he mixes in a change-up occasionally. So where does he fit? Well, a lot of talk about Jansen going to Boston. We all You should have known Kenley Jansen was not coming back for the Braves this year. yeah, And you should have known that when Anthopolis at the trade deadline did that deal with the Angels and brought in Iglesias. Who this past season settled in as one of the high leverage setup relievers coming out of the Braves bullpen. You saw him in the seventh and eighth innings in games where the Braves were tied or had a lead in, a tight lead. You saw Iglesias come in. And you just should have known that, look, at the end of the year, Jansen was going to be gone. Signed with the Red Sox for $32 million. They got plenty of money. If it doesn't work out, they'll just send him out the door and, and eat the money. Uh, Braves don't typically do that kind of thing. 
So, Jansen, going to the Boston Red Sox. Iglesias, I'm sure Anthopolis did the deal, thinking that in 2023, 2024, maybe 2025, that Iglesias would be the closer for the Atlanta Braves. He had 15 holds last season coming down that home stretch. And uh, here's some of the uh, numbers that were important to me. So he had three appearances where he allowed an earned run. And I believe he had 30 appearances with the Braves. So 27 of the 30 appearances, he didn't give up a run. Now that's getting it done, folks. The entire season last year, Iglesias, lefties hit 200. Iglesias, a right-handed pitcher. Lefties hit 200. Righties hit 206. So he's getting lefties and righties out. He's going to make $16 million per year over the next three seasons. So I would imagine working backwards, high leverage games, you're going to see Iglesias be the closer. You're going to see Mentor as a setup guy, high leverage setup guy. Joe Jimenez will factor in in that situation also. So he's a righty, Mentor's a lefty. You're going to see, I would believe, uh, Jimenez and Mentor be working the eighth inning. And then you got McHugh, who did quality work this past year as a seventh inning setup guy. So the Braves are looking pretty good, pretty deep in that bullpen with the addition of Joe Jimenez. So again, pull up some video of this guy. You're going to be impressed with what you see with that exploding fastball and a filthy slider. And a big guy. And if you get in a brawl, uh, this guy can yeah. help you out at 6'3", 285 pounds. Adds to the cavalry coming in from the bullpen when the, when, the, when the dugout's clear. This is so smart. Anthopolis was ahead of the curve looking at having a quality, very deep bullpen. Because as you know, the starters aren't going six innings anymore. So you better have a deep and quality bullpen if you're going to make it to the postseason. Anthopolis has done a really good job with that. So continue to hold out hope on Dansby Swanson. It does not look good <clears throat> with the Braves declining that six-year, $140 million offer, $23 million a year. I think market value is somewhere between $24 and $25 million a year, so a little bit below market value. And it's the same deal a couple of years ago that Baez got and Story got with the Rockies. And I would think that I would rather have Swanson over Story and Baez. And if the Braves are turning down that counteroffer, folks, it doesn't look good to me, especially with the Cubs, the Cardinals, and Dodgers out there searching for a, a shortstop. So there you go, leading with the Braves today. A lot going on as the boys load up and come on back to Atlanta trying to solidify this baseball team for next season. And I can't help but think of Dansby every time I pull into work. Because on our parking deck, the orange deck, right next to Truist Park, you got Wellstar with a huge advertisement on the side of the parking deck. And guess who's on it? Dansby Swanson. 
It's hard to ignore DT when you're coming into work, isn't it? He's been one of the faces of the franchise for five, six years now. So, yeah, think about him every like day it. I pull um, in here. And think, uh, you know, I feel bad for Wellstar, who obviously when they did the, the deal with Dansby, probably thinking, okay, Dansby, fan favorite, all-star player, gold glove caliber yeah, he'll be shortstop. Here forever, He's right? going to be around till the end of his career. It'd be a great matchup. And then Wellstar's thinking, oh, my goodness, he's got a chance to leave. They're going to let him go? And now you're talking about like he's already left. He, there's still a shot that he's going to return. It doesn't look good. I, I agree. I'm, if I was forced to pick right now, I would say he'll be el- elsewhere at the beginning of next season. It's going to be funny to, to see that infield without Dansby Swanson. But you said that right. We got used to, well, some of us got used to seeing it without Freddie Freeman, so... Well, yeah, and look, uh, just my evaluation as a former professional baseball player is that we don't have a replacement in the organization right now. We just don't. I mean, we've got a young rookie that came up last year. You saw him playing second base. You didn't see him playing shortstop and had some good moments, had some uh, not-so-good moments as they got a scouting report on Grissom. Uh, he may turn out to be one heck of a shortstop. Right now, there are a lot of unanswered questions. I don't believe Arcia, who was a starter for the Milwaukee Brewers a few years ago, is capable of holding down that spot for 162. I think he's more of a backup player, a fill-in player in the middle infield spots. So the Braves uh, not really in a position right now to fill the void. If Dansby, say, got a great offer from, uh, let's say, the Cubs today, sign the deal. What we going to do? I wonder about that. Elvis Andrews? I mean, at this point in time, he's about 40, isn't he? He's trending down. Now, he could fill the void, I would imagine. If you see him go with a deal like that, probably believing that the, uh, the young rookie shortstop, we're just going to give him a little more time. It's going like to stopgap deal. Yeah, a stopgap, a, one, a or two, one or two-year deal with a veteran shortstop. Right, and allow Vaughn Grissom to get ready to be an everyday shortstop in Major League Baseball. That's one of the possibilities. I, th- I would guess that's like plan C, but who knows, because there are still some guys out there. We'll be on top of it, though. You can count on that. Coming back on the other side, Zach Klein, sports, uh, sports director at WSB-TV. Got some big-time topics circulating out there. We got Trey Young and the Hawks. We got Stetson, a Heisman finalist going uh, to New York this weekend. Got the Falcons with a quarterback controversy going on. Zach's going to help us get it all figured out. That's coming up next. Glad you're with me. 404-231-1680, the number. Want you to call in and be a part of the show today. It's the Buck Baloo Show on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. 
Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. And 93.7. And man, we've got the Georgia High School Football Championship. We've got a uh, great coverage going on there. Thursday, Friday, Saturday gets underway tonight. 680 The Fan and ESPN 103.7 have all the in-game action from kickoff to final whistle. Join Doug, Steve, BJ, and the entire team. They bring you all the championship action live from Georgia State Center Park Credit Union Stadium. This Georgia High School Football Championship weekend is powered by our friends at Georgia Power and presented by Truist, Marco's Pizza, and the University of West Georgia. Let's go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on award-winning sports director from WSB-TV Channel 2 Action News. Zach Klein, kind enough to come on and hang out on a, a busy, busy week, Zach. Zach, uh, it's a good thing you've you've got a great staff over there to cover all these big stories going on. <laughs> Buck, what's up, man? It's your world. I'm just living in it. Great to be with you. Uh, yeah, it, it's been an interesting, busy week, to say, uh, to say the least. And, um, you know, it all started. Well, late last week with uh, Mr. Trey Young not showing up to a game and then word breaks over the weekend as to some, you know, rift between he and the head coach. And then Monday, obviously, our first chance to visit with Trey since the story broke. Solid reporting, by the way. Uh, excellent job on that. Getting a comment from Trey. Uh, what'd you make of the the whole deal? Well, I think they listen. I mean, it went viral. It was, you know, everything, you know, listen, there's been, you know, just been animosity between Trey and friction, you know, going back to the last regime of Lloyd Pierce and you hear rumblings of it, but this was the first time you actually saw, you know, an, an action from Trey publicly, which was not showing up to a home game to become public. Right. So, you know, I think what he was mad about and he kept on saying, this is a private situation. It's got to stay in house. I'm, I'm disappointed. It got out. I think he was referring to at least the way I took it, the rift that got out between he and Nate, not going to shoot around that the athletic reported on Saturday. And I said, well, what made it public was you not going to the game. If he goes to the game and sits on the bench, no one's questioning about it. There's no story there. And then I, when I was probing him, People, I think, took it out that I was invading his privacy because maybe something was going on with his family, whatever a personal issue might be. And if that was the case, obviously, I'm not going to probe. I'm not going to ask questions. Whatever. If there's a reason, you know, privately that he was going to miss this game, then I would respect that. But there wasn't. He didn't show up because he didn't want to come off the bench or he was told not to show up. And that's a big deal. If Matt Ryan, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, um, Grady Jarrett, Dansby Swanson, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, if any of these guys don't go show up to a home game, there's going to be questions to it. And then I probed him and then I pressed him, Buck, and he said he didn't go because he was injured. And then I followed that up with saying, well, John Collins was injured. He's wearing a boot. He was on the bench supporting his team. Uh, DeAndre Hunter was injured. He wasn't playing. He was on the bench supporting his team. And I think that unfortunately put him in a corner, which you know, wasn't the intent. I was just trying to state fact and, you know, let him talk, and he didn't have it. He didn't want it, and, you know, that's kind of where we are today. Yeah, Hawks going down in ugly fashion last night up in New York. Knicks hit him upside the head. We don't have J.C. We don't have Devontae Murray. We don't have DeAndre Hunter. Things are looking tough here coming into the game with the Nets. But that's not the only big story going on, Zach. We got that Stetson and that Heisman 
finalist buzz going on, and this has gone viral. Over yeah, the, I mean, all yeah. over the country, people are talking about it. Full disclosure, I am a Heisman Trophy voter. Uh, I cannot say what my ballot top three is. I you know, swore to secrecy and respect the Heisman Trust. But I did have Stetson on my ballot, one of the top three. Uh, he deserves to be there. He is with the best with you know what, what college football embraces, and I don't understand why people are so against it. Right? I mean, let the guy enjoy the moment. He's not going to win, but he is everything you'd want your son to be. He's everything any school in the country would want them to represent by. He does it the right way. He handles it with class. He's playing his butt off. He's about to go undefeated yet again and win another natty. And as you said many times, he's arguably going on as the greatest bulldog of all time. Uh, it's kind of not. It's kind of fathomable. People don't understand that why he shouldn't be invited just to enjoy the moment and celebrate the best that college football has to offer. Well, they need to read the Heisman mission statement where it's not supposed to be all about stats. Who's got the best stats? Even though if you dig a little bit, these people that are being critical would realize Stetson stats do match up as far as uh, the top 25 competition. Here's a guy that he's either not in the game in the fourth quarter or handing the ball off in the fourth quarter. He's not piling up the stats that some of these other guys are. And it's not needed, right? When you have all those weapons, uh, your defense is doing their job. You don't need to score that often, but they are. He distributes the ball. He does, rarely turns it over. He has mistakes, of course. Everybody goes through, uh, you know, the, the, the struggles of a football season, especially in the SEC and especially on the road. So I have absolutely no problem with him being in New York and uh, being recognized as one of the best on and off the field that college football has to represent. Kirby getting a Coach of the Year honor coming down uh, yesterday. Totally believe he's the Coach of the Year in the SEC. And I was a little disappointed to see Todd Mond cannot get that assistant coach of the year award because he certainly deserves it. Yeah, I think you're kind of a victim of your success, right? I have an AP top 25 bu- voter a buck, and uh, they asked, and I voted for Kirby as the national coach of the year as well. Uh, Josh Heupel wasn't the second on my ballot for that. I mean, when you go and win a national championship, we talked about all the guys lost in the NFL, and you still go undefeated. You still win the toughest conference in all of college football. And for the most part, you make it look easy. Um, you're dealing with so much um just friction and expectation and pressure and the success Kirby has had what he's been able to do in Athens is just you know it, it's amazing it's remarkable definitely deserved honor with that and then uh, you mentioned Munkin I mean it's just kind of you know wash rinse repeat you get spoiled to see these guys have success he's been so creative listen you got Brock Bowers I think you and I uh, Buck and draw a few plays in the dirt to get him open and make him uh, look really really good but Munkin has definitely taken advantage of some of those defenses out there that are focusing on uh, Brock, and uh, it's obviously led to a lot of success. Zach, we also have the Falcons uh, sitting on a big story as they take the week off. We take a deep breath, but Monday, got Arthur Smith will be in front of the media on Monday. We're expecting uh, big news coming down on the quarterback situation. I'm with you 100%. I think everybody would be surprised if he does not decide to, uh, you know, make a change at the quarterback position. Um, he's held on long enough. He's given every opportunity to Marcus Mariota to make an impact on this team. And listen, you know, you got to find out what you have, right? I mean, you're going to pick in the top, maybe what eight in the NFL draft. Um, you got to look and see what you have in Desmond Ritter as your quarterback. And I think that if they have an opportunity to succeed, great. If, if he goes 11 for 23 with 150 yards and a pick, okay. Marcus was doing that to begin with. So I think there's really nothing but an upside there. And if he gets his brains beat in, welcome to the life in the National Football League. I mean, Matt Ryan had to do that with for so many years. So I, I would be shocked, Buck, if he doesn't make a change of quarterback this coming Monday. Zach, with the uh, the rainy weather and all these huge stories breaking, this has got to be 
really to making an impact on your golf game? I was about to say, uh, I think this can be a, a time, Buck, where I do not want to play. I mean, you, I, I was begging for like eight aside last time. I might need like 15 <laughs> to hang with you, my friend. Hey, we got to do it soon, man. Hey, thanks so much for making time for us today. Yeah, much love, my friend. Happy holidays to you and your amazing crew. We'll talk soon. Back at you. Zach Klein, award-winning sports director at WSB-TV, Channel 2 Action News, joined us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker Line. And we've got these podcasts, too. You hear the show podcast. You might be aware of that. If you miss the show, you can pull it up and check the show out a little later in the day. Got a lot of people doing that these days. And want to give you a heads up on it. You can check out our incredible array of podcasts, college and pro. Thepodcastpark.com is where you can find it. And it's brought to you by Associated Credit Union. We've got you covered. I've got Bucks Beat. Episode 77 is going to drop later today. Eric Zier is going to be hanging out. We'll be talking about the Georgia-Ohio State National Semifinal Showdown coming up here soon. So uh, that'll be the next edition of Bucks Beat dropping a little later today at the Podcast Park, brought to you by Associated Credit Union. Of course, you can get it wherever it is you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, all those good places right there, too. What do you say we... We have a top five today. I feel like having one. Best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one. It's time for Buck Baloo's Top Five. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Oh, we got liftoff, DT. Woohoo! Let's go. Let's roll, man. Top five all over the place. We're all over the place here in this top five today on the Buck Blue Show. Starting college football, not the game they maybe wanted to be, but Alabama taking on Kansas State in the Sugar Bowl. What's that roster going to look like for the Sugar Bowl? These Alabama Crimson Tide we saw. Guys going to the portal. Who's going to be ready to play, Buck? Well, I wonder about that. That's a huge story if you're an Alabama fan. Is Bryce Young not going to play? That'd be huge. Because if Jalen Milrow is going to be the quarterback for Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, then we'll say K-State's got a fighting shot in that game if Bryce Young doesn't play. Will Anderson Jr. is another. Is he playing or is he getting ready for the NFL draft? couple of big, big stories there. Alabama also, they've had at last check, 12 players have hit the transfer portal. So Nick, St- Nick Saban's got his hands full getting ready for the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's a very interesting game to see the least. We'll see how much Alabama's looking to win that game. All right, Buck. Give us a dog nugget. Just drop some, uh, some knowledge on us about the dogs. We get ready. We look forward to New Year's Eve versus Ohio State. Knowledge on the dogs. Yeah, huh? give, me a, give me a dog nugget. Give me a little, little knowledge on the dogs. Uh, yeah, I was researching the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl showdown with Ohio State again last night. Bulldogs, uh, they're going to be making their 60th bowl appearance. Wow, really? Yeah. 60th. They're 35-21-3. and three. Pretty good. Which matches up pretty well when you look at some of the other teams out there. Georgia also the longest bowl streak in college football with 26 straight. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, there's some knowledge for you. There you go. Thank you. I didn't think I was going to use that with any other, you know, on the podcast or on the show. So, yeah, that worked out. some knowledge yeah. on Yeah, okay. All right, good. All right, moving over to the uh, down to the plains. What's the Auburn Hugh Freeze quarterback situation? What's that, what's that all about, Buck? 
Well, you know, from the outside looking in, uh, apparently Robbie Ashford has found himself a good fit with the next coach taking over. And he was a, you know, he had some, some of the fans liked him, some of the fans didn't like him as the Auburn quarterback this past season. Really inconsistent. Of course, didn't have the people around him that, say, Bryce Young or Stetson Bennett had around them. But apparently looks like a good fit. He's he's done all the right things. Robbie Ashford, and I ran across this on the Internet. He called Malik Willis to to ask, get some input on what, what he's going to be dealing with with Hugh Freeze. Okay, so yeah. research. Yeah, that's a mature move. I'll- and then he also pulled a good move. Robbie Ashford, he was right there sitting at that Hugh Freeze-Auburn introductory press conference. So as Freeze stood up to talk, he could see Ashford sitting out there among the media. I thought that was a good move by Robbie also. Such a proud time for the Auburn Tigers right down, down there. All right. Moving on to the top five, Buck. Give us some surprises. Do you notice any surprises in the Deep South? I don't know, portal transfers, coaching moves. What you got? Well, I was a little surprised to see the Florida Gators quarterback, Anthony Richardson, go to the NFL. He's he's leaving. He's, he's bolting to the national football, skipping the bowl game, getting ready for the NFL process. It's, here's a guy that's not ready to play in the National Football League. He's just not. He's too raw. Now, there's some potential there, as you saw this season. But he is a long way from being ready of standing in the pocket at the National Football League level and distributing the football and reading coverage. He needed to come back and play another season. Maybe he doesn't want another season on tape, Buck, before these uh, NFL guys can go ahead and draft him. And how about the Gators in the bowl game out in Vegas, right? Because now the backup, Kitna, he's going to jail. Oops. So I guess uh, the third-team guy, Jack Miller, who transferred in from Ohio State. He was Stroud's former backup up at Ohio State. Looks like Jack Miller will end up starting their bowl game in Vegas. Definitely, uh, yeah, change of events there down in uh, down in Gainesville. All right, but final one here in the in the top five. Want to know who are the most important players you see coming up in this semifinal game, the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl, Ohio State oh. versus Georgia. Now, not the quarterbacks. Don't give us the quarterbacks. We know that outside of the quarterbacks, who are going to be the most important players in this Chick Fil A Peach Bowl game? Well, I don't see Ohio State being able to run the football on this Georgia front seven, so they're going to have to throw it, and that's what they do. They throw it. So I'm going to say Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be the most important player for Ohio State in this matchup. He's had a tremendous season. A lot of big plays. Ringo, Lasseter, they're going to have their hands full with this guy. On the Georgia side, hmm. Georgia's going to be able to run the football, as I was talking about yesterday, against that front seven for Ohio State. I think I'm going to go with, with Jalen Carter being the most uh, important player minus Stetson on the Georgia side. If Look, if C.J. Stroud's going to throw it 50 times in the game, then Georgia's going to need to get some heat on him. And Jalen Carter's the man. I hope we see Carter pick him up and hold him up and hold up the number one finger. <laughs> That's his new move like now. Like he did against LSU. <laughs> you got to do that once a game now. I loved it, man. man that was nice. awesome. It sure is nice to see Jalen Carter healthy, helping this uh, defensive front for the Bulldogs. That's your top five Woo! right there. Top 5 on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station.
Yeah, man. And I wanted to remind folks out there, Falcons fans, if you're a school teacher or no one and could use an extra $500, attorney Ken Nugent and Grady Jarrett want to help you out this football season. For each Falcons game, Ken's going to donate $500 to teachers throughout the state of Georgia. To register, go to attorneykennugent.com. One call, that's all. And remember, Grady joins the locker room every Tuesday at 830 as they recap the previous week's game. Really have enjoyed that this year. Let's get to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25-20, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Haug Law Group, T-Mobile, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. All right, Buck, I got some news. We're efforting for athletic director Josh Brooks right now. Oh, efforting. Yes. That's an industry so, term. That means filibuster. It means working really hard yeah. to get him on. So we might have to wait till the uh till so after sing the and dance a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Happy holidays. We got the C D I could sell. But that's not exactly a, a Georgia content related deal right there. Okay, well, wow, you're putting me on the spot with this one. So, uh, man, I want to talk about Todd Monken, too. Just uh, couldn't find a way to to fit it into the show today other than asking Zach about it. But you may have seen that he did not win the Assistant Coach of the Year award that went down. But you, you had mentioned that earlier. You, you thought he'd be a top candidate for that, for sure. Yeah, Bulldogs, as I was talking about during the offseason, I thought had a really good shot of of being one of the uh, top-scoring offenses in college football. And for much of the year, they were. I believe they ended up, I was saying that 40 was the magic number for Georgia. 40. And I think that's the same magic number for for uh, Ryan Day up at Ohio State, by the way. When they score 40, they're going to win. That's what he's thinking. Uh, 40 for Georgia offensively was, I, I thought, a good goal for them. They ended up averaging, I believe, 39.5 points per game. So I'm going to say that's a win for Todd Monken. We round up on the Buck Yeah, we're going to round yeah. that thing up to 40 points a game. So I think Monken has uh, really done an outstanding job. Maybe the first year was a little bit rough, as we spoke about on the show. But but once Kirby understood Monken and Monken understood Kirby, and then they came back for that national championship season a year ago, he got the raise. And this year it seems to have been seamless between Kirby and Todd Monken, who uh, deserved to be recognized as one of the top assistant coaches in college football, and he certainly was. Loved uh, some of the speech, and I, I saw some of it last night. They uh, asked each of the finalists to get up and address the group, and so Todd Monken stood up, and we don't get to hear from Todd. Uh, we hear before the season. We hear him after the season. Here was an opportunity to hear him during the season and for bulldog fans i would say pull that up uh search that and take a listen at some of the things that monken was saying to the group there as they honored the tcu lincoln riley's brother ended up winning the award as the tcu offensive coordinator but monken was very impressive 
obviously a team guy, a guy that's had experience in the NFL, at the college level. He's been a head coach. I mean, this guy's done that. Buck, one of my favorite things that I've seen from Monken is is the varying game plans, if you will. We've seen this Georgia team come out and pound the ball up the middle, uh, running it all over the place. We've seen them throw short passes uh, on the flats and crossing routes. We've seen them use play action and go over the top. And we've seen a very clear game plan in a lot of these games, and it hasn't always been the same. So they've adjusted with their own personnel. We've had, they've had injuries at wide receiver that affected the, the team, certainly. Uh, varying based on the defensive game plan, the defensive personnel. So no no game has been, no offensive game plan has been identical as the week before or the week after, and that makes Georgia that much more difficult to prepare for, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think he's excited about the plan they will put together for Ohio State. You know, Ohio State had trouble stopping the run. Uh, if you saw the Michigan game, you saw that Ohio State's front seven did not hold up against the run game. They were yeah. being very aggressive, trying to, to slow it down. You can bet running the ball between the tackles will be part of the game plan uh, right. in the Peach Bowl. All right, we'll come back on the other side. 404-231-1680, the phone number. We'll take your phone calls next. Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Spring is here, and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan Wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. It's the most wonderful time. Got the Buck Blues show here on the fan. Wait a minute, where's my CD? With the kids jingle bells. We, we sell it once, twice a week, Buck. Okay, Don't worry. Right, yeah, yeah, that's probably get to it tomorrow, maybe early next week, I'm sure. Hey, Ian Rappaport reporting that the Falcons will go with Desmond Ritter. Really? He's the quarterback going to New Orleans to take on the Saints next week. There you go. That's almost worth a breaking news sounder. Yeah, that thing's leaking out. But no, we're not doing that, man. We're going to bring, go to the Hobson and Hobson newsmaker line, bring on the J. Reed Parker, director of athletics at the University of Georgia. Josh Brooks joins us on the show. Always a pleasure to have you, Josh. And uh, congratulations winning that SEC football championship, man. Those things are hard to come by. Yeah, thanks, Buck. And uh, no doubt. And that's such a special game. Um, every year, and it's just it, it, it's a big accomplishment and one that uh, we take great pride in, obviously. And a quick turnaround, even though we get a, a few days to get ready for the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl National Semifinal game back at MBS, and I'm sure your phone's ringing off the hook about tickets, Josh. Yeah, you know, it's a, uh, it's a good problem to have, obviously, <laughs> third time playing in that uh, venue this year, um, and hopefully... Uh, you know, with, with it being local, that our fans are going in and scooping up all the tickets on the secondary market. Unfortunately for us, 
you know, we get 20,000 seats there for the uh, SEC championship game, and we only get 16,000 for the Peach Bowl. So we our allotment that we get to, to offer to donors is less. So it's, it, this is always a tough time for us. Again, a good problem to have, but it's not fun conversations to have with people and saying, hey, either you're, you didn't make a cut or your seats aren't as good as they were last time um, because they were just in that building um, recently. So, but again, great problems to have. And hopefully um, the people that make the list are, are going in the secondary market and scooping up the seats and we'll have a, a 60-40 or, or even greater home uh, field advantage in the bins. Yeah, this fan base is tremendous. They're going to show up big time in this one. Uh, you got a Heisman trip coming up. Uh, so got Stetson, one of the Heisman finalists. This is huge and a great honor for Stetson Bennett, man. I just, I smile when I think about it in spite of the fact there's been a little bit of criticism or a lightning rod of uh, people going back and forth around the country. This this is a, a tremendous honor for Stetson. What do you think about this, Josh? Yeah, what a what a great young man, and and you know, and and I'll let the talking heads debate on TV and, and yell at each other about who they think should be in and who they <laughs> should, you know, who, you know. But at the end of the day, um, you know, he means a tremendous amount to this team. We're the number one ranked team in the country, and and I think when you look at his his resume, one of the things that I always point back to is how does someone like that perform in the big games when you need him to? And you look at the big games this year. Um, he had some pretty strong performances. So, again, they didn't ask me for a vote, uh, so <laughs> I didn't get to cast one. But, obviously, uh, I think he's uh, deserving to be in that conversation, and then we'll see how it goes 39. Broyles Award coming down. Todd Monken, one of the finalists there, and I think he's a guy that's totally under the radar with doing a great job running the offense for Kirby. And I was so impressed. I saw the video of his uh, speech that he made i guess all the finalists get a chance to stand up and talk and nothing but class is what todd monken is yeah he's phenomenal and and kudos to him and kudos to the entire um coaching staff we have i really think this may be one of the best staffs that we've ever had uh, put together from uh from a to z and and he's got a great off the staff and then even having um you know coach mcclennan back in the fold and Searles and Everybody in that group, Del McGee and, you know, someone with Todd Hartley, Mike Bobo. This is um, the best time of the year to play World it, of Tanks. It, it's play for phenomenal. free and get tons of gifts. We can all agree that sight is our... Sorry about that, Josh. I hit a button here. I'm not sure how that happened. No worries. No worries. No, but, but it's just a testament to that entire staff and, and how well they work together. And uh, couldn't be prouder, prouder of that group. Kirby Coach of the Year, too, and this is another one. Typically, you know, it seems like the uh, Coach of the Year goes to a team that, you know, is not at the top of the heap, but uh, this time it it did happen. Kirby being recognized again, and what a great job he did with all the uh, players that left to go to the NFL, the transfer market, uh, had some coaches he had to reshuffle the deck coaching-wise, and Bulldogs, uh, dogs on top, man. Uh, great honor for Kirby this year. Yeah, you think about, I mean, just if someone would have told you we'd lose 15 guys to the draft and five in the first round and be sitting here today, that's a testament to the coaches, the staff, the student athletes. I mean, it, it's just a tremendous year. And, you know, obviously we're never going to be complacent and just be content with where we're at right now. But, you know, because we've still got work to do. But, but you do want to take a moment to pause right now and just say, man, what a special year it's been. And, what a great job he and, and the group have done to uh, have the success we've had this year. 
Yeah, awesome job. And we go, what, 40 years without a natty. We get one, and now we're on the verge of running it back, as the kids say. Great job, Josh. You and your staff, we appreciate you coming on during the course of the year. And uh, we'll talk. Love to give a quick shout out to our soccer and volleyball teams as well. First first year in school history that both programs have made the NCAA tournament and both of them made it to the second round. So this is shaping up to be one of the best falls we've had in, in Georgia sports history. That's fantastic, man. Great job. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Buck. Appreciate you. Josh well, Brooks, you, Buck. Jay Reed Parker, Director of Athletics at the University of Georgia. Great having him on. We have time to uh, squeeze in a phone call. See what Steve has. Steve joins us on the fan talking Braves baseball. Hello, Steve. Good morning, Buck. How are you? Man, we're hanging tough. Hoping Dansby's going to come around. Well, I got two uh, two observations. I'd like to know how AA can lead two of the most productive and popular Braves the last few years. Let them go. Yet he can give Charlie Morton $20 million for maybe three to four innings. And my second part is Trey Young is probably a one-hit wonder. Your 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 uh, observations on those? A one-hit wonder. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think he's done it for more than just one year. But I'll tell you what, when you get a track record of being difficult to deal with as far as the head coaches go, I think that is a red flag right there as far as Trey goes. As far as the uh, money being spent by the Atlanta Braves, we've got a lot of young quality pitchers uh, as far as the rotation goes, some good quality depth. I think everybody would want one of those veterans uh, in there in the mix, and that's where Charlie fits with this particular rotation. So I wouldn't be too hard on that part of the deal as far as not paying up for Freddie or maybe even Dansby. Uh, Look, the Braves are uh, fiscally... uh, conscious about the money they're spending and how they go about spending it that is not something that is just developed i mean it's been there over time so i think you got to understand the philosophy of the company there and there's probably a, a a line in the in the sand that they draw and they're not going over it but uh, holding out hope they can find a way to get dansby swanson back in here and i would put most of the blame on the freddie freeman thing on freddie freeman his agent uh, on that side of the bar uh, because they're, you know, basically dictating that here's a couple of options on the contract. Uh, you don't take one of these, and we're moving on immediately. I think AA has done an outstanding job and continues to do good work for our Atlanta Braves. Just ma- one man's opinion. Sounds like we need AA in Congress. Sorry. <laughs> we're not getting into politics here Let's today, move on, brother. Though. Yes, sir. All right, that's going to do it for the Buck Baloo Show. Appreciate you hanging in there today and being a part of the show. Appreciate it very much. Nick and Chris are ready. They are warmed up in the bullpen. They are ready to take charge. It's going to do it for us. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. 